0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. ED. Yo. Hey, you know, simply, just like VA put it at the end of the game last week, he said, it's December football. You already know what it's about, ED. It's that time. It is that time. Time to rev it up.
1: Let, let's do it then.
0: Let's do we it. do it. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get into on this show. It's December football. It's week 13. And an old friend is coming to town. Mike McDaniel leading his Miami Dolphins into the field of jeans. Uh, We'll break that one down for you. We'll get ED's keys. Uh, There's also been, um, I don't want to say bars being traded, but there's been (laughs) a lot of noise coming out of South Beach. We'll talk about Uh. that. Um, read a couple folks, maybe, or I don't want to say a couple folks, uh, one person in particular kind of walks some of those comments back, but, but we'll get into that as well here on the Believe in 49ers pod. As always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate and review wherever, uh, you find your podcast. That's where you can find us. If there's a like or a follow button, go ahead and hit that like or follow button. Uh, like us on YouTube as well. Uh, you can see ED's, uh, very, um, elegant, uh splashy debonair background that he's got going on um you can check that out on youtube about all that
1: but but okay
0: (laughs) dude it is it is it is beautiful art uh that 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 it is that it is that's the
1: squad right there man that was the squad
0: it's it's beautiful art in more ways than one see see what i did there uh so yeah go ahead hit give us a like on on youtube as well that's uh, believe in 49ers just search that in youtube and that's where you can find we can find that. As always, we want to encourage you to uh, hit us up on social media. You got something to say, you agree, you disagree, uh, you like the pod. We want to show some love. You don't like the pod. You want to tell us how much uh, you can't stand listening to us. Go ahead. How can the- you not like on, this? Stop on, Stop <laughs> look, you know, there's everyone has... We all make choices, as I like. No, to say, no, you know? and so you know, it, my, some some people may not like this flavor. You know, no, it's but impossible. There, it's you know, impossible. there's there's a you know, some people don't like real talk, right? They they just whether get hit upside the head with a bunch of numbers, right? No.
1: And so no, I. Uh, you, you know what? I knew I mean, you're trying to make excuses. There is no excuse. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. Okay. It's my that said, good. My yes. man
0: said there's no excuse. Hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. As always, we brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, Football season is here. It's December football. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the football season. Uh, Actual playoff berths or division titles could be secured by a couple teams throughout the league uh, coming up this week in week 13. So look, we got your odds, we got your props, whatever you want. The fine folks over at BetOnline have you covered. Just head on over to the website betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock Right, look we i'm coming straight out with the smoke ed okay i'm coming straight okay, with, let's with do the, the smoke on this one so obviously mike mcdaniel the head coach of the miami dolphins a uh, couple 49ers down there with them uh shurfield down there doing this thing uh you you got uh, river Craycraft, who i'm a mm-hmm. big fan of um going back to his high school days out here in, in southern california at pack 12 days at wazoo uh big big fan of his followed his career for for a long time uh y'all also got a couple running backs: Raheem Mostert, Jeff so, Wilson Jr. So, right so uh, here, and, and 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 that they were heard from uh, recently. Um, mm-hmm. and so we're, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give you a couple of quotes here. We're just gonna get, just dive right into this. Um, Raheem actually walked a couple of these uh, of these quotes back. Um, yeah, I'm not
1: backpedaling when I hear it. <laughs> when I see it. I he, know
0: it. he actually went on Bay Area Radio which is mm-hmm. interesting all the way from down there in in South Beach um but but one thing that he said that that I, I found was interesting um we have a quarterback who can actually sling it and uh that one you know obviously got a lot of traction cuz off top it looks like obviously not only is he propping up his guy Tua but it, it looks like he he's yeah. he's throwing shade across the country to to old jimmy g uh okay and so um he walked it he, he walked that back he said look there by no means was that shade at jimmy g he went on to say you know he was at jimmy's brother's wedding and jimmy's wife and or his wife and, and jimmy they're all they're best friends they, they're they good friends good family families like each other all that stuff or whatever
1: gotta um, believe him on that yeah
0: so so there's that. So he he kind of walked some of that back. There's also some stuff he talked about, you know, we got a good squad down here and it's like, "Oh, like does that mean that team's better than the 49ers?" And not so he 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 kind of walked that back as well. And that's before that, that's that's not even talking about the whole injury stuff. Um but when you hear Moster and you hear Jeff Wilson Jr. and some of these comments that have been Uh, out in the media of late. And Tyler Dunn wrote an article. um, I want to give him his props, his credit where it's due. He kind of got this whole thing going, and these quotes just got plastered all over social. Um, It seems like, I don't want to say there's no love lost, because I think they got a ton of love for the guys in that locker room, Um, maybe even the organization to an extent, right? If you're Raheem Mostert, this organization gave you a shot. If you're Jeff Wilson Jr., this organization gave you a shot as an undrafted free agent. Um, but I, I think there may be a little, uh, little bitterness. Am I wrong for thinking there could be a little bitterness coming from that side?
1: No, no, you're, I don't think you're wrong. Um, I believe most of you know, like I said, I, I know backpedaling when I see it. I've seen a lot of backpedaling. Well, I know as, when I see it. as a so, professional, you know, that, 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 that was part of your, uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I can, I can clearly, clearly identify backpedaling. Um, and when it's when it's really solid bat as well. Uh, so um, Mostert, I truly believe I, you know, I'll take him on his word that, you know, friends care about the guy, um, you know, weddings and, and all of these type things like, you know, families are are cool. And all. I, I believe all of that, all of that's true. None of that has anything to do with football playing and how I feel about you as a professional football player. Me me liking you and and vibing with you has nothing to do with my assessment of your ability. Now, we actually, wasn't that the phrase? We actually have a quarterback that can sling it. That is not in reference to what wasn't there before because you can't reference what, and I certainly you say, well, I was referencing that we have an offense now better than what it was. I think it was something like that that was said where you weren't there before. So how can you possibly reference something that you weren't a part of? So so that doesn't make sense. You were referring to the play of the quarterback that you have and how you feel about him compared to the quarterback you just left. Guess what? You're allowed to say, I think this guy's better. I think Tua is a better quarterback than than, um, Jimmy Garoppolo. There's a reason why Tua was the first pick of the draft. There's a reason why. I've said it before. Ain't that many people wrong. You're not lacking. You're not void of talent when you go that high in the draft. So the talent and, you know, arm talent and all the things, the physical movement and all, all the things that you expect him to be able to do. Uh, he has those attributes, so it's okay. But don't try to act like you you weren't going there. We know you were going there. Is there some bitterness? Of course. Of course, the the team. Yeah, you have a certain love for the team because, you know, they they gave you an opportunity and um, you also have a certain amount of bitterness because they didn't see what you saw in yourself. Mm. They told you they didn't want you. They they told you they told you they didn't want you. So you got to decide how you feel about that. You can be bitter. Um, because you don't like the way it went down, or you can just move on and say my time there was cool. So I don't know how they're going to take it. Um, But th- there is there is something there. you got to decide how you want to work with it when you go to another team after spending a lot of time with it. But, yeah, that was real. That was real. Like, come on, man, you were talking about the quarterback. You were talking about your offense. You were talking about the team. You're building up. That's what you're supposed to do. I get it. They put the microphone in front of you. And guess what? You said something out loud. You didn't realize you were thinking it. And you said it. And what happened, you used your outside voice. You didn't realize you used your outside voice. Mm. You thought you were saying it in your head. And then you got to come back on. So just deal with it. And I mean, there's nothing nothing wrong saying this dude is better. He's he's a better player. How do you assess the two quarterbacks? I really like playing with the last guy. I think this guy's more talented. It's no different. Someone asked me about Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is better at certain things, but if you're talking about just physical ability, there is no way possible you can sit here and say that, Tr- that Trey isn't a better physical talent. So I mean, people are like Trey can't this and Trey can't that. You don't know. First of all, Trey hadn't played yet. But I what I do know is Trey is a better athlete. I can see. Just like I can see backpedaling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's that's my thought on that. But at the end of the day, no big deal. Bruh, no, no big deal. We're sitting we're sitting here arguing like who who well I'll get into that later. I'll get into the running back situation later, but yeah, your thoughts bro that's that's my thought on that
0: I mean, I think there's something to what you said in terms of the level of bitterness, look, I mean, these guys are football players, right, but they're also human, yes, so if someone tells you they don't want you or they're moving on from you then you're going to feel a certain way about that no matter who you are right whether uh-huh. it's whether it's business whether it's personal right whether it's it's the girlfriend the boyfriend whoever they tell you that there's going to be a level a level of bitterness there perhaps in yes. in and, and frustration and depending on the person, you know, could be a level of petty as well. You know, there, there are a lot of people out there that <laughs> petty is not beneath them. Um, and, and so they're, they're going to be all those things. Right. And and so you you live long enough, um, you're going to experience some of yeah. those things. So I, I, I think there's there's definitely something there to that. And, and as far as Jeff goes, I mean, look, he pretty much saw the writing on the wall. Right. And so he's like, OK, you know, I'm getting this opportunity here. But y'all still don't really like me that much. And you prove that by going out to get CMC. And he's like, okay, yeah. well, I'm looking at it. All right. Well, if you got, okay, Eli- Elijah's coming back. And then CMC, you trade for him. That means he's going to be a focal point. Like,
1: where, where are my touches? Where do my characters? Well come well, in? this is the thing. They told both, they told, they told Wilson and Molster that we don't believe you are the guys that can get us where we want to go. It's that simple. So that's what I'm saying. You can decide how you take that as a, as a player, but that's what they told you. That that not that's not me saying that. That's not that's not me um, insinuating that was the case. That's not me just throwing an opinion out there. That is the statement created by the actions of the 49ers organization. They stated with their actions that we do not believe. That Raheem Moster or Jeff Wilson can get us to where we need to be. We can do this without them, or while one is still on the team, we need somebody better than to be able to get this done. So that's the bottom line. So, so, and like I say, how you how you react to that is up to you. You can use it as fuel, you can get better by it. But one thing that people don't, and I I, I know this firsthand one thing that people don't realize because you look at these ball players and you, you alluded to it a second ago saying that they are human. One thing people don't realize is the pettiness and the jealousy that's in that room. Um, Everybody was that dude. Every player in that room was that dude at some point. And you get in that room and you're, you're pissed that you're a backup. Nobody wants to be a backup. Everybody wants more touches. Everybody wants to be the star, wants to be the pro bowler, wants to be the guy that's getting the love from the fans and all of these type things. And when they're not getting it, people handle that differently. And there's jealousy. There's jealousy on playing time and, and like I say, stardom um, on, um, you know, Positions, pro bowls, um, relationships. There's petty jealous je- there's petty jealousy. You know what? That he shouldn't be with that person. That person's too good for him. Uh, uh, there's all types of pettiness. So it does carry over. It's a real thing. And that's it, because these are human beings. I've said it before, you know, pot before the pot after the pot. I tell carrying off in business and everything I've ever done in my life. Being in an NFL locker room is a study in the human condition. <laughs> it truly is because you have people from so many different walks of life, upbringings, religious beliefs, um, you know, socioeconomic, um, you know, education background, um, family structure, every, regions of the country. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just there's so many cultural differences in that room. You learn a lot about people, man. And this is just one of those things, man. So you just got to figure out, you, you're never going to know all the details of it. But like I say, there, of course, you're going to be bothered. A ball player, a human being, period. But a ball player, when they say, you know what? No, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's it's me. It's, it's me. I'm, I'm going to let you, I got to let you go. I gotta let you go. You you, you don't like that, no.
0: Yeah, man, it's a tough tough pill to swallow, right? And you yeah, think about, you think about even today, like the world has gotten smaller in a sense with social media, and I mean, guys coming up now, like they play each other, and regardless of which state or what region they're in, right? With these seven on seven teams, and mm-hmm. and even in, you know with with high school teams traveling across the country to play games, or you know, you take it to the college level. Obviously, you know, you, you play games all across across the country, and so. There's, there's, there's all these things, um, that that kind of have made the football community, uh, much smaller than you know it, it used to be, and so I that you would imagine would only increase, uh, that 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 level of petty or, or or disbelief or what have you when you think about you know these guys like I mean they were all you're all all area all league in high school all state yeah. you know you're all all conference, you know, when you got to, to, got to college Um, Uh now it's, you know, yeah, you get
1: in the the NFL and the dude who wasn't all backyard is handing you your ass Yeah, and you're trying to figure out like, like like, what the hell? Like, why don't, and then it's always like, why don't they give me a chance? Why don't they let me play? I should be playing. I mean, we've, we've seen, this is a conversation I I had with you. I had with this, we had this conversation on the pod before it, after it about Raheem Mostert. And I was like, I'm sorry, he's not viewed the way he views himself. Yeah. The organization doesn't see him as that guy.
0: I mean, that's that's obviously something you can speak to too as well, right? I mean, you got guys coming from Alabama, you know, SC, what have you. Yeah. You went to Jacksonville State, right? And and so yeah. that 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 was a part of your story, right? And 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 you know, at times that people would not let you live that down. The fact that you went you know, to, to an, a non power five school, which, you know, yeah, it
1: was always a thing. It was know, always, it was a, always thing a thing that all of these guys is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm better than you. Like, you know, I, I told, I told you, let, let, this is a whole different story, but I mean, Pat Terrell, Pat Terrell, um, played at Notre Dame. Um, He and Rod Smith played at Notre Dame. Um, Pat, Pat was drafted by the Rams um, and Rod Smith. Um, he was drafted by uh, New England Patriots when Parcells was there. Um, Uh, Cut to the chase. We were all playing for the Carolina Panthers and they were having this conversation about playing at Notre Dame and the school. And uh, we were all in school at the same time. I was drafted um, the same year as Pat Terrell. And I think Rod was like a a year or so after us. So we were all we would all been in school together. And they were telling me about how I could, you know, Jacksonville State, just what you were talking about. Just that's why this story is relevant right now. No way you could have played at Notre Dame and blah, blah, blah. You couldn't have handled it. Too much pressure. You lucky you played at that little school. And I looked at Pat. I said, Pat. I said, okay. I said, you do realize we got drafted the same year. I got drafted before you, Pat. And I said, Rod. I said, and I looked at Rod. I said, Rod, you're my backup right now. I said, you're lucky I didn't go to Notre Dame. You never would have gotten drafted. (laughs) So, so, and it's, so, so it's one of those things where, um, yeah, the, the egos they and you, and that's, that's what this is about. The egos, you feel a certain way, you feel like you're being mistreated. You can't look at the fact that these guys play a certain way or the talent is a certain way. So back to the comment about the quarterback situation, it's okay. If you look at that guy and say, well, I think he's, more talented. I don't have, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with them being asked about the two quarterbacks. Since you have an assessment of both, you've been in the huddle with them. You watch them work. Who do you think is, what do you think about their play? I don't, don't, don't backpedal. Like, look, I got a quarterback who can swing it now in comparison to the way I think the other guy can throw that right there is not, I don't think that's a knock on, on his character. I don't think that's a knock on him as an individual, as a human being. Uh, I don't even think it's a knock on him as a football player, as a quarterback. I mean, by Jimmy Garoppolo. You're just saying Tua has a better arm. Everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Uh, I want to ask you this quickly. We got to get to this game, uh, obviously. But Mostert mentioned that he felt when it came time it came back around to you know whether negotiating time whether he's gonna to return to the Niners or not or you know, uh, they held the injury over him from mm-hmm. last, last season I guess there, mm-hmm. was, there was perhaps some miscommunication there right the the team per upset maybe he he took it upon himself to shut it shut himself down for the season after playing in just one game Think mm-hmm. the Niners as an organization felt like he probably could have returned at some point uh, last season, but he he kind of I remember we talked about it last year that he went out and got his own independent opinion and mm-hmm. just shut the whole thing down.
1: That's his uh, right, yeah.
0: And and he he feels like that was maybe held against him uh, mm-hmm. at the same time for for negotiations, uh, but also um it goes back to a point that he was trying to make in terms of teams, organizations, trying to force guys to play, right? Uh-huh. Where, how much, where do you think that, how, how much of that do you think went on w- with him? Like, do, do you think there's actually something to that in terms of what he's saying here as it relates to the 49ers organization?
1: Um, Raheem Mostert's career shown, has shown that he wasn't able to, and I told you this before, Raheem, there's nothing about his career to show that he's an every down back, that I can build an offense around him, that I can build my running game around him because he's not available. He doesn't stay healthy. So uh, was the injury situation held against him? Of course it was. But you, you want me to pay you like you are, you want me to pay you like you're the running back that was getting 100 yards a game during the playoffs but I'm trying to point out to you is that those are the only games you played. I, I, I can't, I can't play you. Like that's how you play every week in your head. You think you're that guy every week. You're not that guy every week. So guess what? You got the most yards in that, in that period, you got the most yards going, you know, you rush for however many yards. Well, let's spread that out over 17 games of the season. How many yards would that be? Because, every, because look, that, let's, let's put in all the zeros into that average where you didn't show up. So that's a part of it. Um, you want a player to get out there if he can go. If a guy can't go, if a guy's injured, everybody understands that. You, you're no good to anyone if you're out there injured because you can't do your job. Um, you have to play hurt as a football player. You know I've said that. Football players play hurt. Nobody can play injured. You can't go if you're injured. There's a difference between being hurt and being injured. Um, you know. Being hurt is a minor inconvenience. You you have to play hurt. Everybody's hurting. Both are hurts right now. Uh, you know, every, everybody, every offensive lineman on the team, they they all hurt. Uh, I mean, hell, Jimmy Garoppolo hurts. Debo hurts. I you, everybody hurts. Um, so the injury, that's one of those things. And yes, seeing that you have not been available consistently we're trying to put you in position to actually see if you can be the running back and you go down, you don't come back. And then you think I'm going to pay you top dollar. Like, no, I'll, I'll pay you, but I'm going to pay you according to what I think you're going to be able to give me. And that's definitely not a whole season. So if he, again, it's all in how you view yourself. And I always said about that. He views himself like he's the number, a number one running back. And he's not, He's not in his career. And that's again, it's not me. It's your career that has stated it. Your career has stated that you are not a guy that can do that consistently. So I can't build around you being that. I'm not going to be that crazy.
0: Yeah. This season is just the third time in his career. He's played in double digit games. So there's obviously that point. He, He 2019, he played the entire season. And then the next two years he played nine or eight
1: and then one. So well, in 2019, though, and, see, and also in 2019, he wasn't utilized until what the end of the season. Yeah, it was it was later. It was later. It was in later. Yeah, he was a, he was a team's guy. That's he, what I'm saying. He, he was became, a team's guy. He became and, the future guy. And then he became yeah. He they started using him more. He wasn't the guy that was going to do it throughout the entire season. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. They he's not viewed as that guy. But um. So well, oh well. He you know that's Miami's issue. We're going to get to
0: uh, E.D.'s keys coming up in a moment. But first, this from Butcher Box. E.D., we got some uh, congratulations in order. Baby Bosa, player mm-hmm. of the month. Nice. nice. In, for the month of November, defensively in the NFC. A second time, a Niner has won a player of the month award. Uh, Wisnowski won one back in September uh, for his special teams efforts as the puncher. He is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. So time to get into this game here, E.D. You got okay. The Dolphins coming into town. You got the top-rated passer in the league in Tua Tunga-Vailoa. Um, part of that great 20, which turning out to be a really, really good, uh, at least uh, top part of that 2020 uh, quarterback draft class. Yes. Uh Where Burrow went number one. Uh, Tua went number five, and, and Herbert went after him uh, to the Chargers. And uh, for, for a long time, well, I don't want to say a long time. Guys haven't been in the league that long, but many thought perhaps Herbert had, you know, had flown past both Burrow and uh, Tua. Uh-huh. He had dealt with some injury stuff, but then Burrow gets Cincinnati the Super Bowl last season. Tua, a lot of question marks entering this year about him. Uh, but in games that he's played and finished, he's seven and zero so far this season. And look, I, I've been a big Tua guy. I was high on Tua. Um I, I thought that this could be a pretty good year for uh the Dolphins. I don't know that I thought they'd do this well, but I thought that they would they would be a team to watch for sure. Uh in the uh-huh. definitely a, a playoff team. And Tua uh, he's certainly doing his thing. And admittedly, um I wasn't as high on Herbert. Like I, I honestly thought, you know. Chargers should have traded that pick, you know, just to, um, you know, for for another quarterback. But yeah, you know, little do I know, right? Here, here's Herbert, and he's
1: Herbert's you know, are, Herbert's okay. He turned he's okay. out,
0: yeah, he turned out to be okay, right? Uh, so I got a whole theory on on what I thought about that. That's for a different pop. But anyway, <laughs> you look at, you look at Tua, and, and you look uh-huh. at this offense is done um and Mike McDaniel's there and you know he's got Mostert he's got Wilson he's incorporating a lot of things and and Tua's got weapons he's got Waddle he's got Hill uh and defensively McDaniel didn't really touch that side of the ball too much he kind of allowed the status quo to to kind of happen which you know they were already a pretty good defensive team prior to him getting there and so Mm -hmm. it looks like a team that um is built to make a very long run uh, come th- not only this season, but talking about postseason as mm-hmm. well. So, so when you look at this, uh, let's just get into your keys right now. What, what what are your keys here for for this matchup, Niners versus the Dolphins on Sunday?
1: Um, well, this is the thing that I would look at going into this game because I've I, and I'm kind of look at it playing against playing against the Niners, playing against Green Bay, playing against the Minnesota, playing against a team that ran the same system. Um, you know what's going to happen. See, everyone is thinking about these offenses. I look more to this being—you know—this is going to be about which defense plays and shows up and, and is able to make plays. Because defensively, you're going to know. You're you're. I. The reason. Look, the offenses are the same. You know how I know the offenses are the same? Jeff Wilson comes there on a Wednesday and and he's playing. <laughs> he he he's playing. He's just right out there, and I and, and I mean he's like just back in the rotation. So because you have the same verbiage. You have everything. Now we can we can sit here and say Christian McCaffrey came and they did the same thing. And I know people look at it and say it's the same, you know, that, that you put in special plays for him. You could have done the same thing for Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson is not a guy that you put special plays in for. Jeff Wilson is not a guy that you say, OK, I got to dial up this, this particular package because I got to get him into the game. I, I'm, because all for all the reasons we've already discussed. All the things okay? we said in the first segment, absolutely. Yeah, so, so for all the reasons we already discussed, I don't need to get into that, which lets me know the offense is the same. So if the offense is the same, if the that means that your audible system, the, the verbiage that you're going to hear going against those guys at practice, you're going to know. It. You're going to know what they're doing. And, yes, could they easily put in dummy calls? Yeah, one or two but they're going to dummy up their own offense by doing that. And this is the thing that football forever has taught coaches. Don't think players, especially defensive players are smart enough to pay attention to it. And I don't think that's the case with this defense coaches. Don't think that you're going to pay attention to what they, what they will do. I, I playing for the Carolina Panthers. I could literally stand there next to the court offensive of coordinator and say, they're in this defense. This is what's going to happen. Okay. This corner's in man coverage. This safety is about the blitz. Okay, the linebackers doing this because I could see them making the calls. They didn't change their theme. We, you, go, you play against other teams. You play against, you know, hungrum when he's there. It's the same offense, same calls, same checks. So going against this team, uh, defensively, I like what's happening because you have playmakers at every level of this defense it's going to be important for those playmakers to take advantage of what they hear what they see what they sense and play accordingly yes tua is going to be able to throw the ball he's going to be able to make plays um but you make this game one dimensional you make it one dimensional look again first segment we've already discussed the fact that the 49ers believe that Raheem Mostert Jeff Wilson were not a part of the cure for winning six, treat them as such. You make certain that you don't allow those players. You know their deficiencies. You do not allow those players. This is it, it is incumbent upon Ryan D'Amico to make certain that those guys understand Wilson Mostert are not allowed to do the things that they can do well. You know what they are. You don't give most of the straight line run and and try to chase him down because you're not going to catch him. He should never get in that position. You make it one-dimensional. You put the game on Tua. Now, you've got an offensive line. We talk about the the passing efficiency of um, Tua. He's been out of games. He's missed time. Put the game on the strength of your team the pass rush. Understand that Mike McDaniels has to know that the ball's got to come out quickly. You make him get the ball out quickly. You tackle, you create You create the scenario, and you make them play the game you want them to play. That is what I believe is the key to the game. I don't think I'm not even concerned about what the offense does this game. This is about the defense dictating to Mike what you have to do. We're not going to let you run the ball because we know the only thing that your guys can do. We know how they run. That's why we got rid of them. You should be able to take take away what they do well, because you should know exactly what they do well. From a quarterback standpoint, if you want to sit back there and drop back and try to wait for Tyreek Hill to run down the run 50 yards down the field, yeah, you might be able to outrun everybody. Do you want to risk losing him for more weeks? Because he's going to get hit. Which means now you're not going to want to do that. Ball's going to come out early, continue to tackle the way this defense has been tackling, keeping things in front of them. Make them go that route. Make make McDaniel's have to go into his bag, and uh, before you have before Kyle has to. I, that's what I think. This is a game that's on the defense. And the last thing I'm gonna say about it, because there's so much, uh, because they will be so familiar with one another, the four, the five plays that are brand new that you haven't seen that you won't know anything about because you got to give McDaniels credit for that. And Kyle will do the same thing on his side. There'll be something because these guys know that they both know one another, the verbiage and everything else, those four or five plays, um, those impact type plays, they're going to pull them out at certain times. Could be in the red zone. It could be like this key third down. It could be like right now, this is going to be a shot play, but those plays you're going to try to make it number one but most importantly, survive it. Survive those impact plays. Worst case scenario, it's a big gain. It's a 40-yard gain, and it's first down. Because what people lose sight of is that first down doesn't mean anything other to a defense than these are the last few plays of this particular series. You gave yourself another chance to get off the field. And that's what I mean by just survive those impact plays, the things that you don't know, because you got to give these guys credit to say that they know that you know. So sooner or later, they're going to try to get something in there that looks just like what you expect it to be, and it's not. Survive the play. Survive the down. If you make the play, outstanding. But if you don't, survive the down, get them on the ground, line up, and then those ne- get off the field. Just get off the field. And there we go. That's that's what I see this game being. You 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 make you make them play the way you want them to play.
0: Those are Ed's keys here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Uh, it'll be the Dolphins and the Niners. Miami Dolphins eight and three. Also, in the AFC East uh, has become a very very stout division. Uh, not all these Miami there, but you got Buffalo. Who a lot of people thought. Uh, would be a Super Bowl contender coming into this season. A lot of uh, Super Bowl, a lot of people have them as their favorite, uh, even still, Uh, Patriots always do their thing. And then uh, Salah's got the Jets playing uh, pretty well as well. And also you got the the first place 49ers at seven and four, eight and three Dolphins, seven and four 49ers. That'll be a 105 kickoff on Fox. Uh, Joe Davis, Daryl Johnston, Pam Oliver on the call, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, Look, I mean, it's, Tua's play well. I mean, he's an MVP candidate right now. Yeah. Uh, in, in the NFL, Tyreek Hill—you got to mention him in the MVP discussion as well. We saw Cooper Cup get the triple crown last year. Um, well, he'll could get two of the three right now. He's leading in two of the three categories, and so—and uh, you know, he—he's always going to do his thing. But then you got yeah. a new head coaching and Mike McDaniel who certainly has them uh, playing well. So it, it, it certainly will be an interesting game and, and one that a lot of people, uh, I think was marked on a lot of schedules prior to this season just because of the whole McDaniel tie. Um, but now with both teams playing extremely well, Niners haven't allowed a point in six quarters. They've had four straight uh, second half shutouts defensively uh, during this, this season long four game win streak. So it, it should be uh, should be exciting. What a way to- Yeah, keep it'll be
1: they, will, they will allow a point this week. This is not this is this is not a week where I'm expecting them to pitch a shutout. I'm not expecting a shutout, I, but I am expecting them. I'm, again, that's what I said. I'm, I'm I love the fact that you got playmakers at every level. I expect them to have some impact plays that will change the game for the better. Um, and there we go. You don't you you don't expect to shut people out every week that just that happened in the nfl
0: and it's quite a matchup to kick off december december football right here on the believe in 49ers pod so uh we want to encourage you as always to continue to download subscribe rate and review we're located wherever you find your podcast go ahead hit that like button on youtube uh hit us up on social media i'm at our haylock on twitter he is at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i am at watch ray ray he is at ed 25 So from my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,